Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. He's a good God, amen? Better than good. Great. You started out, God is great, God is good. That's backwards. God is good, God is great. God is awesome. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 29. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. And they say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay, for shall the work say of, the, of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he had no understanding? Let me, let me repeat the first couple of verses. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth, but with, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me. You may be seated. A woman once said to her husband, she was mad and he had been lying. She said, you're lying to me. He says, he says, I have no reason to lie. She said, that's the problem. She says, you don't need a reason to lie. And see, here's the thing, folks. I read a quote this past week, and I ran running into Chet, and we sat there and just pondered and chewed on it for a minute. It's a quote by an author and a theologian and a preacher, A.W. Tozer. He said, Christians, Christians don't tell lies they just go to church and sing them. They just go to church and sing them. So see, tonight what I want to do is I, I want to talk about some of those. And I'm going to go quick. I know we got a lot to do, but I, I'm here to preach the word. I, I'll do the best I can. I'll do the best I can. And here is God. He says, listen, I, and I, this isn't even one of the points tonight, but I, it, it, sometimes we'll get up here and we'll sing as an invitation. We'll sing, I surrender all. When we don't surrender nearly enough. We surrender part of it. Sammy, I love you, brother. You know I got to tell this story. You done told enough people. Sammy said, uh, Sammy's got a, a, a cantaloupe-colored shirt on today. And uh, our heads look like cantaloupe, so I'm just... But uh, he, said, he said, Ryan, I went to Garden Patch today. Now, why he would tell me this right before I preach, I don't know. He said, Ryan, I went to Garden Patch today, and I ate a lot of food. Michelle, you mad at me? Listen, this is just Sammy. He said, I ate a lot of food. I said, you ate a lot of food, Sammy? I would too if I went to Garden Patch. He said, yeah. He said, on my way out, my belt broke. <laughs> that's eating a lot of food, praise God. Hey, look here. That's one of the seven, the seven deadly sins. All right? You know what I'm saying? I know it. I know it. Hey, and while you got a chance, while we're, while we're on a roll, uh, Brother Bobby Townsend bought him a new pair of shoes. So y'all know where your tithe money is going, okay? So there you go. There, there you go. All right. Let's, let's get busy, folks. Seriously, seriously, seriously. We start talking about, we get into church and we start talking about all the things we sing to the Lord. 
We come in this sanctuary right here and we'll go to singing and all that. And it's fun. I'm telling you, there's nothing better than to hear a good beat and to go to singing those songs. And, 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 and one of those songs, one of those songs is, you know, I love you, Lord. Now, Amy said, Ryan, you're going to sing every one of these. No, I'm not. I'm not singing a single one of them if I can help it. I want to, but you don't want me to. So here we go. So here we go. I love you, Lord. But here's the thing. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do my commandments. See, we come and we sing, Lord, I love you. I love you with everything I got. But what if when God commands you to do something, and you say, well, that, Ryan, God wouldn't ask me to do something crazy like that. I'm going to go through this quick. I've done this a couple of times talking about this particular story. But I want you to understand, God will ask you to do an amazing amount of things and amazing things. He'll ask you to do some stuff that you don't really want to do. He'll ask you to do things that you're not even gifted to do. He'll ask you to do them just for you to be obedient. Let's talk about the prophet Ezekiel. I mean, you think Ezekiel, we go through that. I know Pastor Rex went through several prophecy uh, sermons and several prophecy uh, uh, teachings on Wednesday night going in the book of Ezekiel. But Ezekiel was that prophet. He was that guy that, man, you, you thought, man, the Lord would, if the Lord's going to bless somebody, he's going to bless Ezekiel. This is what he told Ezekiel. He said, Ezekiel, this is what I want you to do. And this is, uh, this is, this is just a short synopsis of, of what he asked him to do. He said, what I want you to do, and this is going to look even odd for me to do this. He said, I want you to go into the city. I want you to face your, I want you to face your face toward Jerusalem. He said, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you lay on your left side. I'm going to have you lay on your left side. He said, I want you to create a, a little mock city. Okay, it's going to be a little mock city, and you're going to throw rocks at it all day long. You're going to throw pebbles at it, and you're going to, you're going to sit there in front of everybody who's walking by, who's walking by in the city. They're going to see you on your left side. You're going to throw rocks at this city because there's going to be a day that I'm going to come, and I'm going to destroy them, and I'm going to put them under the leadership of another country who doesn't care anything about me or doesn't follow me. I'm going to do that. I want you to lay on your left side for 390 days straight. Maybe he could get up, but he could get up to go. The next day he had to, he had to come there. He had to lay there and he had to do that for 390 days. You say, Ryan, that's, that's pretty well. Here's the thing. People walking by and thinking he's crazy. Of course they would. If they did it today, you'd think they were crazy. We just walked by, feel sorry for them. They're throwing rocks at tin cans, but those tin cans represented something. But then he said, I want you to lay another 40 days on your right side. And he had reasons for both. This is, I'm not trying to get deep in the story. Had reasons for both. But here's what he said. Listen, listen, listen. He told Ezekiel, he said, I want you to make you some food. You've got to have food and water. You're going to be there. You're going to, you're going to be there a long time. You're going to be there 430 days total. You're, you're going to be there a while. He said, so I want you to make you some food, make you some biscuits. He said, but your charcoal is going to be human dung. Look it up. Your charcoal is going to be human dung. He said, wait, wait a second, God would never ask me to do anything great. He said, he said, Ezekiel, you're going to eat biscuits, but there are charcoal to cook these biscuits. It's going to be human dung. And you know what Ezekiel said? He said, Lord, Lord, please. He said, I've never eaten anything unclean. Because what he was saying is the people were unclean and they weren't walking with God. They weren't he said, I've never done anything. I haven't eaten anything unclean. I've never done anything unclean. I've never done any of this. And God says, okay, okay, okay. We'll compromise. Seriously, this is, we'll compromise. You can make your biscuits over cow dung. So we could cook it up and just think about this, a biscuit that tasted like cow dung. That'd be, that'd be pretty good with some jelly, huh? People say all the time, I love you, Lord. How much do you love him? Do you love him to do what he's asked you to do? Do you love him what your church needs you to do? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to give? Are you willing to go through the pain? Are you willing to do any of that? I'm telling you, folks, we say, I love you, Lord, but I wonder if we really 
do. Oh, we also say this. There's a song by the Kingdom Heirs. It says, I want to do, I want to do more. I want to do more. Somebody say, listen, Ryan, I, I'm, not, I'm not lying. I, I really want to do more. But when somebody asks you to, we say, I don't want to do that. I want to do anything but that. But see, here's what a grateful heart will do. If you're grateful, listen to me. If you're grateful for what God has done, you will want to serve him. You want to do for him. And look, I'm going to tell you something. Here, here's the thing. If you've got it, there are plenty of people who do not know the Lord or love the Lord who are grateful. I was, listening to a, I was listening to a story not too long ago, guys, and, and this is true. I was listening to a story not too long ago, and this guy was talking about a guy he knew, and this has been several decades ago, but he said he knew this guy named Alan, and Alan was kind of like one of these guys from the uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and he, I mean, he was, he was kind of nasty. He was always at the sea. He had his own boat and everything, but Alan would show up at your house. You didn't even know he was coming. Alan would show up, and he'd come, he, he may end up on your couch. You'd walk in and get scared because Alan's on your, on your couch or whatever, smelling like fish and smelling like the sea and stuff, but super nice guy, always doing for other people. He was far more spiritual, though he didn't know Christ, far more spiritual than a lot of people. He'd always, he'd always respect those religions, respect people that did that. He, he'd give to people. He hardly had anything. He'd make a little money, and he'd give it away. He'd make a little money, and he'd give it away. This preacher was talking and he said, you know about this Alan? He said, one day my dog got hit by a car and Alan, Alan came out and Alan, Alan did something I didn't even know he was doing. He went to the bottom of my garden and he dug a big hole and he placed my dog down in a hole and he put a rose on top of my dog. He said these were the type of things he would do all the time. He said, he said if he got a little inebriated sometimes, he'd do a little drinking sometimes and he, was, he never got mean. He just, he just got silly and all that kind of stuff like that. Just, just crazy stuff and all. He said... He said, but Alan always gave. He had a grateful heart. He was always thank you. He said, one day I gave him a mask for his, for his boat and everything. And he just went on and on for weeks and weeks about how thankful he was, how thankful he was, how thankful he was. And in turn, he would go and do for others. He would go and do for others. Well, one day, they don't, they, they don't know exactly how it happened. When, one day, Alan was coming to get on his, on, go to get on his boat. And he apparently had had a little too much to drink. This is the way it goes. And. The way the story goes, he had a little bit too much to drink, and he got in his little boat to get out to the bigger boat that he had. And they said he just singing on his way. The last time they saw him, they were singing his own way. And they didn't see him for a couple of days. That didn't bother him. It didn't bother him at all because Alan was gone for a couple of days all the time. You know, sometimes I mean, it's just, you just knew he was going to be gone. And finally, they recognized his, his dog had been by itself on the boat for three days. And they realized somewhere along the way he had fallen off into the water. Nobody ever found him. Finally, weeks later, they did find the body, and they had a funeral. They said people from all over came to the funeral, talking about all Alan had done. Old, dingy, and nasty, and smelly Alan. And all he had done for those people, and all he had done in gratefulness. We say, I want to do more, Lord. Help me, to, help me to be one of those servants. Help me to be that person. Call me to do this. And he said, well, listen, will you start with it? Everybody wants to be called to the big things. You know what I mean. Everybody wants to be called to the big things. Oh, I want to be this. I want to start a ministry. I want to do those things. And God says, why don't we start with, why don't we start with wiping noses? 
Why don't, why don't we start with cleaning floors? Why don't we start with some of that? And then, listen, if I could trust you with a little, I'll give you a lot. I want to do more, Lord. I want to do more. I want to do more. Let's start with this. See if you'll be faithful. And then maybe I'll open the doors like you've never seen before. Say, I want to do more, God. Would you please just help me? Help me to do that for you. Do we believe it? Hey, just the other day, just the other day, guys, this, this is the coolest thing. And uh, I'll lose a blessing, but he won't. But let me tell you what, what happened the other day. The other day, uh, Mountain View wanted to bless some people. All right? Not a lot of money, not a lot of money, but we, we said we want to bless somebody. And Keith said, hey, you know what we ought to do? We ought to find a group. We ought to find a group that doesn't normally get anything. A group. You know, we like to, we, we like to go to... He said, what we ought to do is go to the taxi drivers. Nobody ever give. Who in here? We didn't give a gift to the taxi drivers. David, where's David? David up there. David, did you get that gift? Hey, praise God. He said, why don't we give a gift to the taxi drivers? I said, Keith, that's awesome. So he goes, hey, look, they, not, look, we didn't break the bank. Y'all talking about, listen, yo, look, these people are wasting our money. No, 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 no. We just went and got a couple of small gift cards to Subway. And he took them up there. Say, I want to do more. I want to. Why don't we start with the little things? Why don't we start? Why don't you start? Why don't you start with giving? Why don't you start? With, and, and then here's the thing. Here's the thing. We sing, the battle belongs to the Lord. We sing, the battle belongs to the Lord. But then we say, God, why don't you just stand over here for just a minute while I handle this? I'm going to handle it my way. I'm about to go in here and bless this lady out. I'm about to go in here and bless this man out. He says, no, no, no. The battle you're in right now belongs to me. You just sang it. You were just in church. Oh, the battle belongs to you. He says, no, no. Apparently, you want to put me in a box. Apparently, apparently you want to handle this yourself. See, see, this is, this is, there was a man one time, and he was, at a, he was at a dinner, and a bee came in the window, and they were all talking and stuff, and they, they had had, they had, you know, they had, this little kid had a little sippy cup. One of the kids there had a little sippy cup and had Kool-Aid in it. But there was a little hole in the, little hole in the top of it and everything. So all he did is, the kid had finished it, so he, he put the sippy cup over on its side, and before long, that bee came around and went right in the sippy cup. He closed the lid, stuffed something down in it, and trapped it. That's what we like to do with God sometimes. We like God to come in and say, we like the presence of the Lord to come in here, but it's like, hey, when he starts meddling in your business, when he starts trying to meddle in your business, it's like, no, 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 no. I got something for you over here. Just stay over here, Lord. The Lord says, I'm too, uh, listen, I can take care of this. I'm powerful enough to take care of it for you. I'll go, why do we keep lying to God? Oh, your battle belongs to you. Don't you think he's listening? We keep saying over and over again, I love you, Lord. The battle belongs to you. I surrender all, the whole prayer service, the whole worship service, the whole singing service. We just lie after lie after lie. Oh, and we cry out to him. Maybe that song you lied. Maybe this one you meant it. Maybe this one you lied. Maybe, look, God, if you just stand right over here, if you just go right over here, we want control. And he said, we keep telling him the battle belongs to you. Hey, here's one thing. Here's one thing. We sing. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. And you know what we, we, we equate that with? The blessings. Say, I see your blessings all over my life. But you know, the evidence is fruit. See, 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 it's really, I see the evidence. Oh, I'm driving around in that brand new evidence, Jesus. 
I'm driving around and I see the big old house I got all over the TV. I mean, I see, I see all this. I see the evidence. Got me some brand new pants, brand new shoes. I got me a house. I'm building a house right now. Expensive. I see your evidence. No, 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 no. The evidence of his goodness is where you can walk in peace and patience and joy and kindness and gentleness and self-control. That's the evidence of his goodness. The evidence is fruit. There was a little boy one time. He would always go out his window when his dad had punished him or his mom had punished him. He'd always climb out the window on this tree. This tree was his safe haven. He'd go out there and get by himself. And, and as most of us do when we got into trouble, just get off by ourselves and just say, you know what, it's just me. And he'd climb out in that tree. One day his dad came by and said, that thing never has... Never think, it never has any fruit. I'm going I'm to cut it down. And the little boy thought about it. He said, oh my goodness. So he got some friends and they started tying, tying apples all over the tree. Just tying apples. Just tying apples and tying apples all over the tree. The next day his dad came by and walked in and in front of the little boy and the mom. He said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. For the first time and forever, this tree has so many apples, it's incredible. What's more incredible, it's a pear tree, amen? <laughs> but folks, here's the thing. We say, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. And oh, we do feel the forgiveness, and we do feel the grace, and we ought to feel that. And that ought to be the evidence. But do you really see his, the evidence of his goodness all over you? Do you really have fruit to prove that his goodness has been all over you? Are you showing it? He doesn't say, you'll know him by this or by the what. You won't know the Christian by what they have. You won't know the Christian by how much money they have. You won't know the Christian by how much stuff they have. You won't know the Christian by any of that. You'll know the Christian by their fruit and by their love for one another. I see the evidence of you. Oh, yes, I see it. And I try to be grateful. I do. I try to, I try to make sure, Lord, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. There's something that a grateful heart, listen to me, there's something that can never get to a grateful heart, and that's discouragement. If you're grateful for everything God brings you to, to and through, you can't, I got a place in my yard, I can't grow any grass. I, I'm having a fit. I can't grow hair and I can't grow grass. Here's my thing, here's my thing. We, we, we go outside and I'm thinking, man, I know it's a shade and I found this grass that you wouldn't have shade and I go in there and everything. But think about the devil's barn. You go into the devil's barn, he's got this big bin of the greatest seed you've ever seen. And he says, this seed will grow anywhere, anywhere. I can throw it on anything. I can throw it on anything. It is the seed of discouragement. I can go in there and listen, the greatest Christian in the world, all I got to do is put one hiccup in their way, one boundary in their way, one little hill in their way, and they're going to be discouraged. It's going to knock them down. But let me tell you something. The more grateful you are for what God has done for you and provided for you, that discouragement can't get you down. So we're looking at this, we say, oh Lord, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. And I'm going to tell you something. C.H. Spurgeon said this, he said, if you want to know, if you want to see the evidence of God working in your life, listen for the devil's growl. You say, how do I know God's working in my life? Because the devil's working too. Because when God gets a hold of you, Steve, and still gives you an idea for the Lord, and you start working on that, his problems are going to come. When are his problems going to come? Three weeks before the men's conference. When's Steve going to get sick with a cold? Three weeks before the play. Then two days before the play. Then during the play. 
Wait a little, you want to, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life because I know right now I'm going through a struggle. I've been trying to live for you and the devil's been coming against me. I can tell you with me because I still keep going on, praise God. Here's the next thing. We sing, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Folks, we're always trying to win games and win all this. This is the truth. This is a true story. Massachusetts Bar Association, they have this story written down. A lawyer comes in and he says this. He says to the witness, the witness is a doctor who does autopsies. He comes in and he says this. He said, this lawyer says this, says, did you, uh, did you check the patient's pulse before you did the autopsy? Doctor said no. He said, did you check his blood pressure? He said, no. He said, did you check to see if he was breathing? He said, no. He said, is it possible he could be alive? No. Well, why do you say that? Well, his brain's sitting on my desk. He said, is it possible he could still be alive with his brain on your desk? And then the doctor said this, is it possible that he's still alive and practicing law? <laughs> Folks, here, I'm going to see a victory. That lawyer wouldn't see. We say, God, I'm going to see a victory. How are you going to see a victory? The same way I told you about Martha Robertson this morning. You're going to see a victory. It may not be on this side. It may be on the other side. But God says this, I will take you through my goodness on this side of this planet. I will take you through my goodness. I will do for you. I'll provide for you. I'll help you. I will get you through. If you want to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. The only way you're going to is to follow him, to walk with him. Here's the problem we have with this. Problem we have with this is we think victory's coming at a discount price. I read that from Dwight Eisenhower, a quote from him. He said, victories don't come at discount prices. So here's what we want. We want to come down, we want to kneel at the altar, and we want to turn around and everything be okay. And God says this, you got to pay a price for what you want. Can God deliver you? Absolutely. I don't know how many of you have ever not had to fight a battle that you wanted won. God says, God says, listen, you want to see a victory? You want to see a victory? You've got to fight. There's not ever been any victory without a fight. You can't win a ball game without a fight. You can't win, you can't win in anything. You can't win in checkers without going and being, and being strategic. God says, listen, I'm going to bring you through. I'm going to help you through. But at some point, you have got to have skin in this game. I want to help you through this. You can't get it. You can't get a coupon code for victory. You can't, you can't call and say, listen, I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get one heartache off my next major victory. Here it is. Here's my coupon, Lord. He says, no, you gotta pay a price. Here's another thing. This is what when we lie to God, D, when we lie to God, this is what we say. We say this, we say, I cherish the old rugged cross. Let's go through this real quick. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross. No, you don't. 
No, you don't. Say, oh, yeah, I do, Ryan. I love that old cross. Wait, wait, wait. The emblem of suffering and shame? No, when it's made of 24 karat gold is when I like the cross. He says, you want to follow me? You'll pick up your cross. You'll follow me daily. You'll, this, is, this is your pain. You'll walk with me. Oh, I cherish the, old, the emblem of suffering and shame. I'm willing to go through shame. When is the last time you have been shamed for following Christ? And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I was in someone's home not too long ago, a few, a few, a few weeks ago. And uh, we got to talking about the old softball days in Thomaston. And they got to talking about, they got to talking about all the wins they had as a church too. They had a lot of wins in their church too. And he said, do you want to see the trophies? I thought to myself, I said, my goodness, that's, that, he's still got the trophies. Sure enough, got him up there. And, that, and praise the Lord for that person. You know, they, they, they like them. But here's the thing, folks. One day, you're going to lay every trophy at the feet of Jesus. So I cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. Everything you've ever accomplished will be nothing before that. Oh, look at this business I built. Look at this church you built. Look at this this you built. Look at all this you built. You're going to have to lay it all before the feet of Jesus. Listen, guys, I'm telling you, I walked out with Rex King to those dumpsters as he threw away his softball trophies. And he said, I'm telling you, there's some things that matter more than this. Till my trophies at last I lay down. I don't know, folks. I think we just keep lying to him over and over again. We just keep singing it, but we keep lying to him. We don't want to lay down our trophies. We love our trophies. I will cling to the old rugged cross. Are you kidding me? If you're clinging to it, people are going to know it. What's that Ezekiel doing? He's clinging to the cross. He's clinging to shame. He's clinging to suffering. He's clinging to witnessing. He's clinging to loving. He's clinging to giving. She's clinging to giving. She's clinging to that old rugged cross. She's grabbed on to splinters. Folks, it's not cushioned. It's not comfortable. You don't get to, you don't get to carry it and it not give you pain. I cherish, you cherish that? I cherish the old rugged cross. I doubt it. Because most of the time, I don't. And exchange it someday for a crown. To the old rugged cross, I will ever be true. Its shame and reproach gladly bear. Somewhere along the way, we, <laughs> we forgot that being a Christian should cost you. Reputation? It should cost you uh, a, a place at a, at a restaurant. It should cost you, it should, what do you say, what do you mean by that? It should cost you such reputation that they say, hey, there's the guy who loves Jesus so much. There's the gal that's always talking about Jesus. There's the one. Hey, your shame and reproach, I'll gladly bear it. I'll give it. That's not true because the moment they start saying something about your radical nature for Jesus, you will hide in the corner and I will hide in the corner. That's the thing. Your, the shame and reproach gladly bear? No, that's not true. Maybe for many of you it is. But many people who sing it, it's not true. 
Then he'll call me someday to my home far away where his glory forever I'll share. I wonder why we lie to the Lord. Here's what Jesus says. He says, worship me in spirit and in truth. Had a conversation with somebody here, and I'm not, I'm not going to name a name, but it was so awesome to have this conversation. I had taught one time, I said, if you get up here, and you've got such anger in the choir, or you're so upset, and you're trying to convince these people out here that you're on fire for the Lord, it's really best to be back down there. Am I right, Keith? We want as many people up here as we can, and we're not asking nobody's perfect. That's not what we're saying. But if right then you're dealing with something, it's best to be right there. And that person told me, she says, I can get, I can get up there tonight. <laughs> I can get up there tonight. Because I realized she was grateful for what the Lord had done. Oh, and she got up there and she just, she sang her heart out. Amen. He says, worship me in spirit and truth. In spirit, engaging the whole heart. In truth, knowledge of the God that we serve. All of that, all of that stuff. I'm telling you folks, look, 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 look. In a spirit, telling folks the truth. You know, if somebody would just tell me the truth. <laughs> this, this, this woman called her husband one time, and I, I just got to break this up a little bit, man. I, this woman called her husband one time, and she said this. She said, uh, how's the cat? She was on a trip overseas. How's the cat? He said, uh. Cat died. She said, oh my gosh, couldn't you be a little bit better about that? I got four more stops coming over. I, I got four more stops. When I, when I get to this stop, you could have said, well, the cat's on the roof. And then when I got to this stop, you could have said, you could have said, well, the cat's not looking too good. And then you could say, the th next stop, you could say, well, well, I had to take it to the vet. And then by the time I got home, you could say, well, the cat passed away. You didn't have to give it to me all like that. She said, well, by the way, how's my mom? He said, well, she's on the roof. <laughs> Just telling the truth. Just telling the truth. That ain't right. Well, folks, listen to me. At Mountain View, when we get and we stand up and we give him praise, watch what you speak, right, Alan? Watch, watch what you speak. Because if you're praising him and you're saying it, you're speaking it to the Lord. That's a praise to the Lord. And when you say the words that are in that song, and you don't do that, that's a lie. Oh, Ryan, I want it to be true. No, 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 no. Make it true. Make it true in your life today. Make it true in your life today. Real quick, real quick. Here's it. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I wonder how sweet amazing grace really sounds to you. Casting Crowns, he says this, do you, do you really want a life song? Do you really want a life song to sing to him? Do you want your life to sing to him? Changed by Rascal Flats. Are you going to give it all to him? Are you really changed? Are you really, do you want to be changed? Are you working on that change? Is God working on that change in you, in Christ alone? In Christ alone. Are you trusting in anything other than Christ? Trust and obey for there's no other way. What are you kidding me? We got a hundred ways other than Christ. Trust and obey. They, they, listen, listen. 
It is well with my soul. It's tough. Give me Jesus. Sure. What else you want with him? Believe by Brooks and Dunn, do you? When the hard times come, when someone passes, do you believe? Are you strong? How great thou art because he lives. Lead me. Give me your eyes. All of those songs over and over and over again we sing to our Lord. And our Lord says, could you just mean them sometimes? Hey, how many times has somebody hurt you and broken your heart? And then they come back with, you know I love you and you know this and this. And you have to say, how can I trust you and how can I believe you after all of this? God is sitting up there waiting on the praises of his people. It is an aroma to him. It is a great and wondrous smell for him it is a perfume for him it is a cologne for him he is smelling this but friends I'm telling you the way we make it stench is we lie to him and we say sing these things to him and we don't mean them I wonder at some point I wonder when we'll start telling him the truth Randy and start singing the truth say Ryan we're not perfect what do you mean we don't shouldn't sing anything no 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 sing it but mean it Sing it, but mean it. And say, I'm willing to give all I got to mean every word I tell my Father. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, I know it's a hard message. Sometimes, Lord, it's harder than we wanted. But God, I'm the worst culprit. I just pray you'll work inside of me, Heavenly Father, to give me the words that I'm to speak words I'm to say to you and the praises I lift to you. God, you're an awesome God. You are an amazing God. Thank you for all you're doing at this church and the churches around us that follow and believe that word. God, I thank you, Lord, for all you do. I ask you, Lord, to help us to tell the truth to you, to praise you, to give you glory, to give you honor, to mean what we say, God, and to say what we mean. Lord, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.